Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bet, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How goes it, Andy? How are we feeling? You've got kind of a funny look on your face. Well, I keep getting bugged by this lady about buying Timberwolves season tickets because I went to like one fucking game and they got my email address. But now I'm thinking about it because it's uh it's happening. It's uh what do we think? Border battle? Can that happen? Are they in the East? Yeah, Bucks Timberwolves finals. That's a thing. Is there a highway that possibly connects those two cities? I feel like no, 90- it can't be. Do you have to go around a lake? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think 94 goes that way. 94 goes to Madison for sure because it goes down. I think you can get to Milwaukee. Though. There's like six interstates in Milwaukee because of the, the roads that come out of Chicago. Awful, awful city actually to drive around in. <laughs> like it's I know you're good. You're right. No lake to deal with. We'll have to come up it with is, a fun name for this. The I-94-ish battle. Yeah, border battle. Like I guess, you know, Fikes Packers is kind of a thing, but Packers Bears is a bigger rivalry. Badgers, Badgers, Minnesota is like a big rivalry, but again, the Badgers have bigger rivalries than that. We don't have one. The Twins, the Twins rival used to be the Athletic A's. The Athletic A's, the Oakland Athletics, whatever. You know, they just played each other in the playoffs a lot back in the day. But yeah, it is uh it is Thursday. The NBA schedule is out. We promised we'd start to talk about that a little noops will start to have some bets now that he can actually evaluate this and yes we had people immediately running numbers on this showing who has the most back-to-backs who has the worst travel spots who has just the toughest schedules overall based on this that or the other thing and there was some i don't know what what stuck out for you yeah it's at this I point i, I just had, of it. had it, uh, it's, i just want it's it's a tough chart there's a lot of little numbers but at this point i start with just general trends basically my process is all start with some of these general trends, run some projections, try to run through my numbers. And then Andy, I will actually sit and go through all 12, uh, 1,230 games and try to pick who's going to win, who's going to lose actually myself and, and see how that shakes out. But for the first step you look at, you look at some of these rest spots and one of the first things that sticks out, the Bulls have, um, I believe they're tied for the most three and fours and have the most or tied for the most three and four back to backs. It's a really tough schedule for them. The Clippers got kind of hammered on some of that stuff as did the Utah Jazz. You look at kind of the other side, a team like the Grizzlies had a really nice spot. I think they're tied for lowest in both of those. Same with the Knicks. Um, you know, in terms of scheduling things, you start to look at some of, you know, one of my favorite things to do is I'll go through and take the regular season win totals from a few books, take an average, and then try to see, you know, what is kind of the average opponent you're playing over the season. And as you start to look at that, your Minnesota Timberwolves really stick out. And when you do an exercise like that and, Imagine this makes sense to you, Andy. The Celtics have an easy schedule. The Bucks have an easy schedule. The Warriors have an easy schedule. And that's because they don't have to play themselves. But a team like Minnesota, yes, they're projected to be very high, but they have one of the easier schedules. So get excited. Maybe you should take a look at some of those offers. And I hope the defense is better. It should be added a defender. Maybe he's still got a little gas in the tank. So, yeah, they have like one of those 10 pack. You know, I wouldn't – I live like an hour – plus from this from the arena so it's not super convenient maybe i'll buy it and resell it like once oh my god get in early yeah is there another team too the early part of their schedule is easy the first couple months for them is easy and then things will toughen up a little bit towards the end so maybe you buy the season tickets now and you're right you do what one of our buddies does and become a little ticket broker there see if you can pay it off well the thing is too like everyone likes to see the home team win 
but I also don't want to go to like Timberwolves Pistons. Well, Pistons might actually start to have some fun, but like I'm trying to think of like who's the shittiest team? Orlando then, or what? What are we saying? Oklahoma City, Utah. Oklahoma City, Orlando. Like I don't want to go to those games because. Like, uh, even though they got the snot kicked out of them, I got to go to the Sixers games. It was like Harden's first game playing, and uh, like yeah. it was cool seeing legitimate superstars, Hall of Famers playing on the floor. I don't want to go to the Orlando game just to see my team win. But such is life. And, yeah, we'll, uh, as promised, I, and, again, I'm making promises for people that aren't me. I'm making promises for noobs. But eventually, because I'm not, I'm not just going to come out and say like next week or tomorrow it's happening. But eventually, here because you do have something to work with now, we will start to see some. Uh, what do you want to call them? Regular season win total bets. Win total Wednesday is going to be nice and juicy the next couple of weeks because I have a lot of time blocked off today, tomorrow, and maybe even eschew some responsibilities this weekend to kind of go through some of this stuff because I have been itching. This is about as late as they've ever released the schedule, and they've taunted me all week with little bits and pieces here and there. But, um, yeah, we'll go through, and I'll share some of the stuff that, that I was able to find. Maybe I'll do one of those uh, tweet threads we were making fun of in the other chat this morning. Oh, God. I, I don't mind it if it's useful. Yeah, I was making fun of the tweet threads of tweet threads, but I digress. We move on. <laughs> We're on to golf. Golf has started. So there is some stuff going on. If you were a member of the Betsports Golf Discord yesterday night, yesterday night, last night, I uh, finally got around to it, made a bunch of bets. I had five first round matchups, I bet. Two of them have started. One starts a little soon, I'd like now, so I don't want to go over that as well. But I had a couple for this afternoon. And again, it's in Wilmington. So there's a distinct pot. I can never remember which sites automatically tell you the tee times in your time zone and which ones are just always based on where the tournament is. So I do believe ESPN, where I'm scraping from, has local time. Wilmington, again, I didn't really know where it was. But I do know it is Eastern time. There's 0% chance it's not. It's on the coast. So... If it is Eastern time, then this first one starts in about an hour and a half. These tee times will be right after noon. Russell Henley and Keith Mitchell teeing off pretty close to each other. I bet Henley over Mitchell. Mitchell's a guy I I like, and most of what where he's going to be ranked highly is his off the tee numbers. He has really good off the tee numbers. He's going to be you know he's going to be showing up pretty high in a lot of that. But the the pricing here was, you know, Henley, Henley is a guy I've backed a bunch of times, maybe at longer numbers to even to win. And I I still think like the off the tee stuff is going to be a little overstated here. And I'd rather take someone who's just better on approach. Second shots are better. Nobody here is like bad off the tee. We're we're down to like the guys who made it into the final seventy. This isn't the John Deere where we have some guys like, wow, this guy kind of sucks, but he got in because, you know, everybody else is gone and nobody's playing this week. Like, these are all really good golfers. Everyone's going to be good enough off the tee to, to take advantage of this because there is, you know, there was some probably some bumps given to guys with some distance, some driving distance stuff. But uh, Henley, again, is another one I'm, I'm fine with because of the approach stuff. Scoring here is turning out to be kind of tough 
And yeah, if you wanted to look at that and you think people are bumping guys down based on driving distance, Henley is one of the shorter hitters in the field. But again, his fairway gained accuracy, his proximity on his second shots are way better than Killa Keith Mitchell. So I like that at that price. And then Steele, Brendan Steele, kind of a popular one in the, the DFS world. Another of team can't putt worth the shit. And again, if you're looking at it relatively, like he's bad in this field, he's not bad, bad. He's just, if you take the, the 60, 65, 68 guys, he's bottom five, bottom three, as far as putting short game around the green, around the green is going to be heavily mitigated because if you're chipping, you're dead already. These greens are huge. If you have to chip a bunch and play from bunkers and rough around the green, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad from around the green. You fucked up enough where things aren't going to go well, and you're not going to you're not going to play well. So I've completely mitigated out, and you know Brendan Steele is really you know maybe maybe even elite ball striker, T to green numbers. So taking him at a price here over Cooch is somebody I've faded a bit, despite his I don't know, he has a bit of an up and down nature. So Steele over Coocher minus one twenty two. That one starts. A little bit later, it looks like. No, actually, if I'm looking at it right, it is Eastern time. That one starts like now. So get your ass moving if you want to bet that one. I can dig it. I like it. Little call. Uh, outright, outrights haven't really, haven't really started yet. I think maybe one of my outrights has has begun, but maybe only a couple holes in. I have two. Sander just teed off. He's... Oh, both of my outrights are in the top 15, uh, sitting at even par. So lock it up. Just keep that up. Lock it up, guys. Just get to the get to the weekend. It's a no-cut event. Sneaky. Everybody, everybody gets to the weekend. Not true with tennis. Not everybody gets no. to the weekend. No, especially there's been some withdrawals. Um, I was saying this withdrawals. withdrawal after the podcast last night. I had is this your girl? Are you the Sabalinka guy? Oh yeah. I, I, I tried to remember. top it away. I had her handicap yesterday. She was up what <laughs> six three four one, and opponent retired. That is, that is the breaks. Sometimes the retirement helps the you. You know what? I had an over two and a half sets in a match that was going the similar way, and the opponent retired. Maybe two All or right. three days ago, I had one of those. So there you go. We're pushing. You know, Retirements, retirements give, retirements take. Such is life. So unless you're Kelly, it generally evens out. <laughs> yeah, everyone except Big Ten Watto it evens out for it. So, what are you, uh, what are you looking at today down in uh, Chili City? It should be a totally great day in Cincinnati today. Um, as I look at the lines, all the money lines, the spreads all look pretty good, but a couple totals, a couple too low, and um, one too high actually. A very rare underbed for me here. But we'll start with Miss Sabalenka. She goes up against Shelby Rogers. Um, the total in that match right around 21. Thought about taking that 21, but if you look at Sabalenka's matches as well as Rogers, they really fit that profile of long first set, quick second set. And I think there's a great ch- shot we have here in a 7-5, maybe even a 7-6 in the first set. Again, if you have a book that will let you kind of stack some of these first set overs, maybe an over 10 and a half, that's going to be a great price. Those numbers are usually pretty good, and they definitely will be here. This over 9.5 was right around even money. So happy to scoop that up. Um, we'll take the over in the match with Annette Contivate and Shui Zhang. Again, doesn't quite follow that profile. The two of these women are – 
capable of pushing matches to three sets, capable of playing long sets here. I had this closer to 22 almost. I probably want to hung a cheap 22. These totals in Cincinnati have been very high. The quick courts are allowing players to hold a lot more easily. So just going to go with the over 21 here. Didn't like the two and a half set price. Again, it was down below plus 160, which is what I was hoping for. And then an under. Elise Merton is going to play Caroline Garcia in a match that I expect to be over pretty quickly. I'm not sure. Um, again, who's going to win? Merton's really surprised me with her win in the last round. Um, not sure if that was a Merton's thing or a Pliskova thing. Pliskova really seemed out of sorts there. And um, Garcia is the kind of player that really puts somebody like Merton's away. They've played quick matches before in the few times they've played. I had this closer to 20 and a half, probably 21 if I was really going to hang it here. And it opened at 22. Um, still some 21 and a half. Take under that. That's fine, too. And then in Vancouver, this will be a little bit later this afternoon. We do have a spread. Wang Jinyu, I believe she's the only Wang left playing in this tournament, but it's always good to practice with your Wang, Andy. And three and a half game favorite here over Madison Inglis, just a much better player, kind of a, a pure numbers play for me, honestly. I looked at this, I had it closer to four and a half. Um, three and a half are starting to get a little bit juicy. Uh, four at standard juice or better is fine as well, but pretty big favorite there. Um, might even put her in some parlays for fun later myself, but this is the angle I like the most. Yeah, and that that Mertens, yeah, like you said, that Mertens match was odd, and it does feel like it, it could be one of those where maybe there's a bit of a rollover in the second. You know, like it's a sweaty, sweaty total for seven five six two kind of thing where it just uh, it gets it gets taken care of pretty hard in the second set there. WTA in Cincinnati. If anyone remembers, that wasn't how the show actually went, but. Now I have that in my head. I'm excited for afternoon tennis. I guess Vancouver has taken a lot of my time. Late, late night tennis for you guys Good who matches. like to stay up. To, yeah, and actually there, there's there's some names up there. So, um, But football tonight, and boy, this is an ugly, ugly one to bet. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I will. The Bears play the Seahawks. Two teams I've taken regular season win total under positions on. I wish this uh I'm glad I guess I'm glad this isn't a game during the regular season because somebody would have to win this somebody game. Although win. God, can you mention a tie? Just lovely for that sort of stuff. But um this was one where the Seahawks took some money and then it got bet back down. Bears money came back in. I think places had Seahawks up to like five. Same thing with this total. Total got bet up to like 42, came back down. Drew Locke, your your backup. I mean, I really did think it was always going to be Gino who won the job. Same thing with the people who are like surprised about, oh, the Baker Mayfield news. Like Baker's get, of course he's getting the starting job. They traded for him. Right. Like, they're not going to trade that and then still let Darnold start. But uh, it felt like Gino always was going to win that job. And, uh, you know, now I'm not 100% sure what we're going to see from there I'm, I'm still like picking up news on that on how long he plays with lockout and what we're going to see from the backup so that is probably why the bears money came in like true, true lock's not good but he still started nfl games like right. good compared to preseason good are two different things like anyone who's played or started in a real nfl game is a huge upgrade over some of the guys you'll see playing in the second half of these games so I'm going to probably watch this, maybe do some live betting. There might be a second half under. This could get really sloppy in the second half. Um, just a real lack of playmakers on the on like the ones. So the twos, threes, and fours are really, really, really rough. 
uh, for the Bears. And then the Seahawks didn't actually play their starting, um, you know, wide receiver skill position players a ton in the first one. I'm guessing you'll see more of that in the second or the second game. So even with lockout, I, I kind of lean Seahawks first half, but it's a little heavy for me to be playing. So if you have a play, you like something tonight, a player prop or some angle, hit us in the YouTube chat. It's on Twitter. I'd love to hear you what you have. My play tonight. Yeah. And again, Peterman's played <laughs> NFL games. It's not, I don't know. We'll see. In terms so, of quarterback, oh. I was surprised actually that the Bears had some competent people. Trevor Simeon will be playing. That's what I was thinking. You're right. The Seahawks can put a couple guys out there that are actually, you know, competent human beings, but I guess the Bears can too. Yeah. A good question for you, Alex, since you uh, often bet in Philadelphia and in what is the town right across the river? Jersey City? Uh, Camden. 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 I could Jersey City's oh. up north, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you bet you bet in two different states often. Someone in the chat says, if I used Arizona Sportsbooks promos, the risk-free bets, can I also do those promos and risk-free bets when I'm in Colorado with the same brand? He's asking if he can double dip like yeah. FanDuel promo for, with a new account in Arizona and then doing it again in Colorado. I, it differs by brand. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's I believe like, FanDuel, DraftKings, a lot of them – uh, points bet that have the same app across several states you can't do that in but certain books like mgm i believe bet mgm makes you sign up for a new account with a new app in every single state bet rivers might be the same way so honestly double check i know for sure um fanduel and DraftKings. once you hit one state I i'm pretty sure you're you're locked out now they might let you do some of those like bet five dollars on your first bet in the state to win like two hundred dollars if somebody stands up and claps or something um basically those guaranteed free bet kind of things but yeah look around mgm specifically i know i popped in a couple states and taken advantage of a uh, a particular deposit bonus that is pretty good there yeah i was gonna say some it feels like the DraftKings thing you know, I've I've used my DraftKings app in like Iowa, Colorado, Michigan, <clears throat> New Jersey. I wasn't in New Jersey. I was in a fourth state, but it's just the same. It's always the same. Whereas some of these, they do have different apps for different states, and maybe you can do that. So good. Honestly, I I didn't know the answer to the question. I was hoping it was what it's a you little murky, say. but yeah, it's um. And I imagine people can get around it, maybe signing up with their same ID with a different address and stuff like that. But yeah, generally the rule of thumb, if you have to download a new app to be in the state, you might be able to do it. If you keep using the same app again, which you can do FanDuel, DraftKings, PointsBet, all stuff like that, I find um, it's one and done. So oh, good, good info, Alex. I'm, uh, I learned something. Yeah. And I think, I think the try answer anyway. is, yeah, the answer <laughs> is try, try it out and, and ask customer service, hop in there. Yeah, you might have some, you might have some luck. So I mean, yeah, to take advantage of as many bonuses. If you're already going to be betting and you're deposited, take advantage of those deposit bonuses, those ro promos, the risk-free bets, the free bets, everything like that. That's just that's just good stuff. Gravy off right off the top. Get yourself off on the right foot, and uh, uh, go to betspurts.com and use my sign-up codes if you're really you know if that's you're really right. feeling if you're really feeling generous about this. So. Uh, you're welcome, Smush99, and you're welcome, anyone else who's uh, hung out, watched, chatted, listened, Learned, thought anything. Learn. And again, give me something to bet on in the Bears-Seahawks game if you have something. Just tweet at me. Put it put it on the Twitter. Put it on the YouTube. I'd like to 
wager a little. I'll be watching the game tonight while I'm putting some furniture together. So uh, hit the thumbs up in the YouTube. Rate and review if you're a podcast listener. Follow Alex on Twitter, at underscore noobs. He's about to be tweeting about the NBA, guys. It's about to start happening. If you love the association, that is going to be – it's pivoting from tennis to NBA because we are – Two weeks from the U.S. Open, and then it gets real, real dark for a while for tennis. So uh, let's go NBA, and let's go. We'll see you tomorrow, Friday.